When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com podcast here. Technically, December 31st, one year or one day away from 2017. I'm here all by my lonesome, all by myself. Uh, my broadcast partner, Showdown Joe Ferraro, is in Japan right now for Ryzen. We actually have a live video stream of that up on Fightful.com right now. So after this show, you head over, you watch Ryzen on Fightful.com. You saw the, the big Mirko Krokop finish over King Mo. That one was sick. Good to see uh, Mirko Krokop still getting it done, although I think he's got a little help. Got a little help for sure. I'm going to kind of catch you all up on some stuff while we wait for, for people to accumulate. This is going to be a big live show. I'm doing it solo. A lot of times you'll notice that I do more of the color aspect of things while I let Joe break it down. But, hey, you all got me tonight to break things down, and I love doing that myself. UFC 207, boy, was that something. That's going to be an event people are talking about for for maybe decades, maybe. Those last three fights were something special. Uh, Also, like I said, rising tonight, as we revealed on, on your boy's Twitter the other night, Charles Crazy Horse Bennett, out of his fight at Ryzen. He had some visa issues. Kind of alluded to that a couple nights ago. A little birdie happened to tell me about that. But, uh, yeah, we got that Ryzen show up on Fightful.com. You can stream it there. Absolutely free and legal, my friends. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's time to get to, to – time to get in the shit, as we say. Ronda Rousey. I've got plenty to say about this, and we are going to talk about it for for quite a bit. This is not the same human being that we saw two years ago, that we saw a year and a half ago. It's I'll break down the fight first off. Amanda Nunes did exactly what she needed to do to win this fight. She punched at range. She punched with technique. She punched. Uh, she she was aggressive in the cage. She moved forward. She was able to back out every time that Ronda Rousey went for the clinch. Like there were some situations like when Ronda Rousey fought Holly Holm, she would try to get in the clinch, but it was really half-hearted. Ronda Rousey was trying to get into the clinch in this situation. She just wasn't allowed to. She was not permitted by Amanda Nunes, who looked fantastic, like laser accuracy with those strikes. Just very, very impressive how, how accurate Amanda Nunes was. And even if it went to the ground, you had to wonder where the hell Ronda Rousey's head was at. Now, there ain't a whole lot to talk about here as far as inside the fight goes. Ronda Rousey stands with her chin up like like this. She gets caught. She's got no head movement. She's got no defense. Her trainer is a boxing coach that has not taught her how to box. You all hear me say it. Almost every week, I take at least one little jab. At this, what do you think it says when you bring women across the country to train with you? I won't name them by names because I like them. And then they abandon that camp. They're like, I'm out of here. Guys like Jake Ellenberg are on their last legs. They, they abandon the camp. They said, no more. I'm good. I'm all set with this guy. It, it, her and Travis Brown are the only ones being sold to snake oil at this point. They're the only ones buying that shit. All of his personal problems, all that stuff. The in the cage stuff where he tried to kick up problems with Verdum. Uh, yeah, that that you don't want that. Her mother told her, and and let's see, this isn't like a situation where you have an overbearing parent in as as a manager or something like that. Ronda Rousey's mom does not manage her, but Ronda Rousey's mom knows what she's talking about. And when Ronda Rousey's mother dislikes her coach to the point where she says, I would run him over with a car if I could, 
Well, you know, a mother's intuition sometimes is right. This guy didn't help her a lick. She has regressed. And I've seen it with other fighters. I've seen other fighters go there and actively regress in their skill. People who looked like they could be top five, top ten fighters in the world look like they don't belong in MMA. Tonight, Ronda Rousey looked like she did not belong in MMA because of, you know, I'm going to blame it on her coaching. A lot of it on her coaching. Her coaching was really bad. It was miserable. The fact that she went in there, and that's how she reacted to punches, the fact that she reacted that way to strikes, oh, my God. And before this, and and we'll talk about this, a lot of people are saying, Ronda Rousey, she's never going to fight again. She's never going to fight again. you got to pump the brakes on that. I don't think money was a motivating factor in this fight, although she got paid a whole hell of a lot of it. A disclosed $3 million for this show. That ties Conor McGregor at UFC 202 for most disclosed. Now, I'm sure he's made more. Uh, Ronda Rousey's also getting a cut of the pay-per-view. She gets a nice check from Reebok, as well as some other sponsors. Whether it's two years down the line, whether it's three months down the line, she might say, you know what, I, I sure wouldn't mind that paycheck. I don't think it was the motivating factor for her tonight, but who knows if she'll have any other motivating factor after this. I think she's got too much pride to immediately jump to the WWE. I think she'll end up going there, doing something. But a lot of people are saying, oh, she'll never fight again. She'll never fight again. I guarantee you Ronda Rousey will eventually fight again. She fight If she even says that she won't fight again, she still might fight again. Amanda Nunes was awesome in victory. This is, this is a great story. This is a fantastic story. A first openly gay champion in UFC history. And she knew better than to win or to try to win with or try to go in with this bull rush style. That's what so many women did. And if you had heard, like I, I used to do podcasts all the time on this little blog, and I would say, stop jumping into clinch range with Ronda Rousey. That's stupid. That's stupid. That would be like if a pro wrestling setting if you were a pro wrestler and you walked up to The Undertaker and you put his hand on your throat, uh, sorry, buddy, you ain't lasting much longer. You run into clinch range with Ronda Rousey, you're tossed overhead. Amanda Nunez did it even better than uh, Holly Holm did. She did it with precision and power. Phenomenal, phenomenal work for Amanda Nunez. And now you got Juliana Lima and Valentina Shevchenko next month just foaming at the mouth ready. That's that You want to talk about a big weekend, guys. NXT TakeOver Saturday night. All the Evolve shows that weekend. Royal Rumble that Sunday. UFC on Fox also that Saturday. I'm talking Donald Cerrone fighting. Uh, Masvidal, that'll be a good one. Shevchenko, uh, Lima, or Pena, sorry. Juliana Pena, not Juliana Lima. Juliana Pena. Man, that's going to be something. That's going to be a hell of a weekend. I'll be in San Antonio, so I don't know who Joe will have on the show. Uh, we got a comment. Red Solo Cup says, Faraz Zahabi would be, uh, and his team would be a great fit for Ronda. Uh, of course he would. He'd be a phenomenal fit. He'd be a phenomenal fit for anybody. Here's the thing. I don't know if she leaves L.A. I would hope that she leaves Edmond, but I don't know if she leaves L.A. or at least California. So you got like Team Alpha Male. You got Kings. You got a lot of places out there. I think that Ronda Rousey is still a top three, top five fighter in the world at 135 pounds. But the blueprint has been drawn up on how to beat her. You stick, you move, or you punch at arm's length. That's what you do. I've said this so many times on the podcast this week. Ronda Rousey strikes like she's a judo player with her feet. Watch her feet. Look look at the difference in their feet. Ronda Rousey's feet and Amanda Nunes. Go back and watch that. As I've said before, the fact that Ronda Rousey was such an excellent judo player, she had a lot of core strength, a lot of leg strength, and that's where a lot of your power comes from. So when she's able to knock out people like Betch Kohea, that's that's that leg strength, that that core power, a lot of that coming into effect. But when you have discipline and uh, and you have accuracy and you have power, 
man, that's just that's just fantastic. Also, guys, quit being douchebags and making like the the suicide comments and stuff like that. Guys, be better people. Be better people. This is this is a sport and entertainment. Do better. Now, I don't agree with how Ronda Rousey handled this loss. At least from what we've seen, she stormed out of the cage. She didn't talk to anybody. I was, you know, not that bothered by her media blackout. She's done a ton of media in her life. But you want to see a difference? Look how Conor McGregor handled his loss. He showed up at the press conference, well-dressed, accepted defeat, said Nate Diaz was the better man, and I will be back and I will beat him. Ronda Rousey disappears off the face of the earth. And if she does it again, and I mean, she's, she's had a rough go of it. If you know anything about her childhood, rough go of it, this woman. But, A, John Jones can peek his head out after all the shit on the embarrassment. Not only that, he went on the Joe Rogan podcast for hours. And Joe Rogan's going to ask you everything. Ronda Rousey's got to handle this better. Got to handle this better. But yeah, be better people, guys. Come on. Um, somebody says Ronda will be WWE bound. I think they back up the dump truck full of cash and she jumps all over it. Now that dump truck full of cash just got a lot lighter. Yeah, somebody said Jose Aldo lost in 13 seconds and came back. Yeah, he did. Now, I mean, he's not the easiest person to deal with. Maybe not the best comparison. But, hey. But, man, then and Amanda Nunes, I think, is a star now. And Holly Holm became a star by beating Ronda Rousey. I think Amanda Nunes will, too. We've seen the ratings for these female fights, notably um, Shevchenko versus Holm. Great ratings. Now people know who Shevchenko is. Maybe not to the degree of Holm. And then Paige Van Zandt, Michelle Waterson. We saw great numbers out of that. Maybe because of Dancing with the Stars. Who the hell knows? UFC numbers, TV numbers, have been really, really good lately. And that's very important right now because they're looking to uh, – yeah, I did see the Shane Helms tweet at Ariel. I don't agree with it. Um, love Shane. I do. He's a great dude. But he's got a unique unique look at the media. And, hey, that's that's his prerogative. He's more than, more than entitled – or more than uh, – I don't know. What the hell is the word I'm looking for? Hey, you know what? I'll say this. Shane's had some some stuff wronged f- with him by the media. A lot of wrong stuff has happened to Shane by the media. So, hey, I, I, I see why he would feel that way. Somebody says, Rhonda is mentally not strong. Ah, it's, yeah, to a degree, but mm, people go through different trials and tribulations, man. Like, People just go through different stuff. Either way, I wish that there was more to break down about this fight, but it didn't last very long. 48 seconds. She got broke down. Mentally and physically, she got broken down. It's crazy. You know, as a journalist, I I don't pull for anybody. But I know that if Ronda Rousey wins, traffic's going up. But hey, if she crosses over to WWE, maybe it will too. Competition has gotten better. Chris Chip says that it absolutely has gotten better, but there were a lot of people that were like, oh, Ronda Rousey's competition wasn't good. Ronda Rousey's competition was very good. It was very good. It was the best they could give her until Betch Cohea. Betch Cohea sucked. So, you know, Kat Zingano was fantastic competition. Alexis Davis, Sarah McMahon, Misha Tate. Carmouche wasn't the one they wanted. They were they wanted Cyborg to fight Rousey in that that event and cyborg didn't want to do it uh she asked for her release so that's that well no more talk of cyborg rousey huh that one's gone what do you all think are some options for ronda rousey maybe she stops cutting weight she wants a 145 title fight who the hell knows she will be back uh as liam uh mcdyer says we all love a redemption story that's absolutely true um Somebody says she's overrated. No, she's not. She's about where she is. She'll be a fifth, sixth ranked fighter after this, and that's probably where she is. Not overrated at all, I don't think. So we'll we'll talk about this more throughout the show because there was another big, big happening on this show. 
Cody Garbrandt completely outclassed Dominic Cruz. Who in the hell saw that coming? And if you say that you saw Cody Garbrandt outclassing Dominic Cruz for five rounds, you're a liar. Not outclass, not just outclassing, styling on him, trash talking him. He at one point, this is not a Sean Ross Sap joke here. He pop locked and dropped it on Dominic Cruz. I didn't see that happening. Didn't see that happening. In no scouting report, in no footage that I looked at, did I see that. Now, you'll notice uh, I did mention a few times this week, Dominic Cruz gets a little wild. It's a calculated wild. Like, he'll do that He'll do that thing where he dips his head down, and then he'll throw a wild looping shot. Well, the reason that works out so well for him is that he switches his stance from southpaw to orthodox. And a lot of times when people do that, they will take a step back and reset to kind of um, – to kind of acclimate their, themselves to that switch in stance. But what Dominic Cruz is, is he steps forward. And Cody Garbrandt had that scouted really well. I don't know if Dominic Cruz has some tendencies that, that I mean, that's something you'd have to ask Cody Garbrandt. But Dominic Cruz did something that Cody Garbrandt saw coming. When he would uh, switch his stance between southpaw and orthodox, dip his head and throw that wild punch because Cody Garbrandt caught him a few times. Now, early in the fight, Cody Garbrandt was talking a lot of trash. Then he got caught with a a big punch, and he kind of stopped for a little bit. I thought the knee tap was there a lot for Cruz, and he didn't do it. But for the rest of the fight, it was just until the last round, uh, Garbrandt was kind of cruising. I think he knew that he was going to win. No pun intended, cruising. But um, I think that uh, Garbrandt just had it in control. He looked like he could go five more rounds. And Cruz looked rough. He got busted open by a really nasty headbutt. Um, by the way, guys, over at Fightful.com, use the hashtag AskFightful, and we will answer some questions. I'll answer some in the Yahoo. Uh, 777 says, she won't be back. Holly took her soul, and tonight was the funeral. Hmm. I think she will. Okay, somebody says, to a degree, my ass, she isn't mentally tough. She just loses one time. All right. Maybe go back and learn something about her life before you say not to any degree is she mentally tough because, uh, pardon my language, that's fucking stupid to say. That's It's really stupid to say that any fighter at the UFC level is not mentally tough, barring a few very, very rare exceptions. A very few. Every single person there is mentally tough to some degree. Most humans in general are mentally tough to some degree. In this situation, you better believe Ronda Rousey, if she could have, she would have kept fighting. Uh, That fight was stopped mercifully. Thankfully, that fight was stopped. Like, thank God that fight was stopped. Um, Somebody's posted the... Edmund Taverdian audio. I'm going to listen to it. He's screaming, head movement, head movement. He's probably, he's probably done it about 20 times now. I, hands up, hands up. Catch her. Head movement, jab, jab. This is me listening to Edmund Tverdian's corner audio during the Rousey fight. Move, 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 clinch. He's screaming clinch. He's crying. And now he's screaming no. You would have thought he had been shot. If you get the chance to hear that audio. Whoo! People are saying, come on, Sean, Ronda wanted to quit after her loss, not tough at all. Eh. And somebody says, go to Cyborg's Twitter. Uh, Cyborg's Twitter is not run by her, by the way. Also, Cyborg just got popped uh, for a potential USADA violation. So I don't know what she's saying, but she doesn't have any room to say anything. Um, am I still planning on having a live podcast tomorrow night? We don't do, we're not doing a live podcast tomorrow night for – or what? It's New Year's Eve. Amanda Nunes, though. Whoo, boy. After a couple of fights, 
Now, here's the thing. We don't know what, um, what the deal is with Amanda Nunes when she gets dragged into deep waters, but uh, she didn't get dragged into deep waters tonight. She didn't in the last fight. She did against Shevchenko, and Shevchenko took her down a time or two, if I recall. Uh, she finished Sarah McMahon early. She Oh, she killed Shayna Baszler. But Kat Zingano was able to do it. But Nunez has won seven of her last eight fights. But yeah, you all, guys, you're trying to get into the mental, into the mind of a champion fighter. Really tough. Quit whoring off your subscriptions in my chat, Baronia. You're blocked. You're blocked. Somebody says Cyborg is finished. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that Cyborg is finished. Uh, we'll go back and talk about this Cody Garbrandt Cruz fight again. Just the way that Garbrandt was able to take advantage of every opening that Cruz gave him. Now, Cruz's, Cruz's game plan, just wow. Uh, his game planning ability, rather, not his game plan tonight. Second to none. Maybe Greg Jackson and Mike Winklejohn. He's a scientist in the cage. I've said it before. Not only will he tell you that you suck, but he'll break it down technically why you suck. He did that to Cody Garbrandt. He was wrong. He was wrong. It was really awesome to see the show of respect between the two after the fight because they, it, got, it got rough. Like I thought that Cruz was in Garbrandt's head. Garbrandt was going crazy. They were talking about uh, – Cruz was talking about Garbrandt's girlfriend and – all that, man. Somebody says, wow, I just realized CM Punk lasted longer than Rousey. Uh, CM Punk's opponent was not as good as Ronda Rousey's opponent. BT dubs. Somebody says, ATT trained her to land those on the nose. Man, you, you want to talk about another big difference? Amanda Nunes at a real camp. A real camp. American top team. A good camp. A reputable camp. An awesome camp. Leave us a thumbs up on that YouTube page, by the way, guys. If this is your first time visiting the Fightful.com podcast, we do them all the time. Monday after Raw, Tuesday after SmackDown. Wednesday, we do an MMA podcast with Showdown Joe Ferraro. Thursday, with former UFC star Matt Riddle. Friday, with Hurricane Shane Helms. And after every UFC show and pay-per-view, WWE pay-per-view, all your wrestling, MMA Boxing news. When CM Punk wouldn't talk to any wrestling journalists, uh, Fightful.com had it. Muhammad Hassan didn't talk to anybody for 10 years. He talked to us. Daniel Cormier, Chris Cyborg. We've interviewed all of them. Head over to Fightful.com. Check it out, you guys. Register, get access to our forms. Somebody says, RIP Edmonds career. <sighs> um, I wish. Somebody says, is the Gabby Garcia fight on Fightful? Uh, we are streaming it live tonight. We are streaming it live. But yeah, the UFC has to be happy about the Cody Garbrandt thing to a degree. I mean, if you've seen the dude, he's pretty suave. He's got the haircut and the tattoos and the beard. And he looks like the type of guy that they could market pretty well. So isn't Rousey's coach the same as her boyfriend's coach? Yes, it is. Uh, Edmund Tverdian. You may remember at UFC 203, the show that... Punk was on for you wrestling fans. He got in a little bit of an altercation with Fabricio Verdum. Fabricio Verdum like front kicked him. And I mean, Verdum is like a a fantastic troll, but hey. Keep sending me those questions, especially over on the uh, Fightful page. Oh, okay. Yeah, somebody says, what do you think of Faber getting in the ring after Cody's win? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uriah Faber wiping the tears from his eyes. Just happy. Like, I mean, his camp's been through many, so, so many ups and downs and ups and downs. Um, I don't know if you're asking, like, should he have? Yeah, he should have. He's one of the big reasons that Cody Gar Garbrandt got this fight by putting his name out there after he lost, uh, by coaching him, by managing him. And Team Alpha Male has been through the ringer and had its highs and lows. And when Dwayne Ludwig was there, it looked great. And then they split off into Team Elevation. And we'll talk about that momentarily. Yeah, Garbrandt was faster. He was quicker. Um, had better cardio. Had a better game plan. Had better head movement. Um, one of my favorite things about this event, it was just amazing. 
was uh, Dana White strapping the title to Maddox Maple. For those of you who don't know who Maddox Maple is, he is a child that had cancer that was giving up on his medication and was stopped, didn't want to take it anymore. And Cody Garbrandt called him and was like, you need to take your medicine. You might die, and I don't want to see you die. And the kid said, I'll keep fighting uh, cancer if you fight and get to the UFC. And Garbrandt promised him he would and won the title and had Maddox in the cage. And it was so awesome of Dana White to strap the title on uh, that kid. That is just that's a fantastic thing to do for that kid. Unbelievable. Unbelievable and awesome and great and not something you see a lot in this sport, in MMA. You see it out of the cage all the time. There's a ton of fighters that do stuff like that, but you don't get to see that stuff in the cage that much. So thumbs up to the UFC and Dana White for doing that. Um, yeah. Then we had Bill Shaw and Lineker. As I said, like we haven't seen TJ Dillashaw face a power puncher like John Lineker before. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Also, we had seen John Lineker fight somebody with the footwork of T.J. Dillashaw, and he struggled a little bit with uh, John Dodson. He wasn't able to put him away. Wasn't able to put him away. That was the case with T.J. Dillashaw. T.J. Dillashaw was dominant, wrestled, landed some real good strikes, and won the fight. That's really he was he was pretty dominant. That's really all you can say. And he called out whoever won tonight. Boy, he called he called Dominic Cruz. I think. Uh, a bitch. And then Cody Garbrandt called him out after the fight. Now these two guys used to train together. That's a hell of a story. Sign me up for Dillashaw versus Garbrandt, man. Ooh, I want that. Ooh, I want that. Larry Hammer says, I hope they give that kid the belt. Yeah, they really should. I bet I'm betting Dana White probably would. Carlos Toro, our great uh, lead boxing writer says first 70% of the card was pretty lackluster, but the last three fights we're an absolute treat to watch. Very good ending. Yeah, I'm going to break down those other fights, though. Make them interesting. And, of course, don't worry, guys. You ain't got to go anywhere. We're still talking Rousey throughout this whole thing. Somebody says, Ronda should have faced a jobber in her return. If it were me making the decisions, I would have done that. I love the idea of tune-up fights in MMA. Underutilized. Underutilized are tune-up fights in MMA. Really should be done more, but she didn't want to do that. And really, if you're paying her upwards of three million guaranteed, hmm, hmm. So, uh, yeah. And, and hey, after after Garbrandt's fight, I think he's my fighter of the year. I think he is. He won four fights this year. He knocked off Thomas Almeida. He beat. He won. He dominated the Dominator. It's awesome. Just awesome. Get those questions in, guys. Somebody says, Carlos, for the podcast, we're going to do that. Like, when we talk boxing shows, we got to have Carlos on because he's the man. He is the absolute man. When he's not training for damn marathons and flying to Puerto Rico and all that stuff. He's covering uh, an event at the Barclays Center for us in January. I'm super excited for that because Carlos does an insane amount of work for us. So, yeah, we got Dillashaw Garbrandt. That's cool. Somebody says, get Riddle in here. Riddle has a booking tonight. Riddle is in Chicago at AAW, so can't do that. Safadine Dong Hyun Kim. I had Safadine winning this fight, as did most of the media. Go over to MMADecisions.com and check out some of our scores. But I had Safadine winning this. Not the worst decision I've ever seen. 
Safadine was landing some really nice foot sweeps, and that's even more impressive because it's against Dong Hyung Kim, who is uh, also a very high-level judo player. This was not a fun fight to watch. Uh, I was surprised that Tarek worked, worked the, the clinch so much. And when Kim was able to take him down, Tarek scrambled really well. Kim's striking style is a little wild, and he was able to get Tarek Safadine to do that. Now, this is not the Tarek Safadine that we saw beat Nate Morcourt, for sure. Somebody asked, any plans for tomorrow's New Year's Eve 2017, Sean? I am going to my hometown of Maysville, and they're doing something downtown. That's all I know. Live music, something like that. I don't drink, so I'm not getting too wild. But yeah, I had Safadine winning this fight, and I kind of feel bad for him because he's not been able to get into the cage much. And then he does, and I thought, I don't want to call it a robbery, but I didn't think it was – I thought it was pretty clear that he won, and now he's lost three of his last four fights. That's tough. Losing to guys like Rick Story and Dong Hyun Kim, not the worst thing in the world. I mean, I I consider them top 15, top 20 guys, but his one win – in the last three years is against Jake Ellenberger. That doesn't bode well. That's bad news bears. Um, that's rough. We had uh, Smoka. And every time I think of Smoka, I think of John Candy from Home Alone because he plays Polka. Am I alone in that? I probably am. We get it, guys. CM Punk lasted longer than Rousey in this fight. Uh, Rousey lasted longer than Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo lasted longer than, uh, I don't know, a bunch of people. You're cute. You're not the first to make that joke. You're not the 300th. Why hasn't the UFC hired Bobby Lashley? The guy can go but never got a shot in the UFC. The guys he faces are um, really low quality, not very good fighters. You'll see how that works out. Plus, he's really old, guys. He's really, really old. Luis Smoka, okay. Ray Borg came in overweight big time, and I hope he can get it, get his his weight in check. He he handled this just like he should have after the fight. He said, I can make the weight. I've made the weight before. I made some really bad decisions with my weight cut. I will get that under control. I love the way he handled that, and he mauled Luis Smoka. Smoka had a brief period where he kind of swept Ray Borg and had him in a scarf hold, but... Scarf holds really hard when you're facing a guy who apparently has the the wrestling level of of Ray Borg because they're going to take the back and get out the back and probably have a waist lock too because it's really hard to keep that that arm threaded against a guy of that level. And, and Borg did that. He was able to drag him down to all fours. He worked the turtle position a lot. He, he his wrestling game was really good. It was really smothering. I, I hope that his future is at 125. I think that if he makes weight two times in a row. He could probably get a title fight against Mighty Mouse because he missed today. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of weird theories going on about <laughs> mental mental states in MMA, guys. I Guys, I, I know it's fun to speculate, but you just don't know. But yeah, I hope Ray Borg can make that weight. I, f- I hope he can make that weight. We had uh, a guy who can't make that weight in Johnny Hendricks. So the crowd didn't like this decision, but I did. Um, Magny kept his distance really well with really good kicks, and he caught he caught uh, Johnny Hendricks circling a lot. You'll see Johnny Hendricks. Well, at least back in the day when he when he had power, he would do almost the John or not the Johnny Hendricks the the Dan Henderson thing where he would throw the the low I think it was left kick, but it would be like a feint. Like he wouldn't throw it with any intent. It was to get the person to maybe circle away from it into the power hand. And it seemed like Magny was very cognizant of that as he would circle the correct way and land some kicks. Now, Johnny Hendricks wrestling has not gone anywhere. Anywhere. It's still there, and it's still real good. Magny was able to, I don't want to say lock on a triangle because it wasn't locked on by any means. He applied a triangle. And he used it, it was a triangle armbar, and he used it to throw some elbows. This was towards the end of a fight. I'll get to this comment in a minute, but it's really kind of funny. Um, This was towards the end of the round. 
So I don't know if he was trying to finish the triangle there when he was throwing those elbows, but it almost popped Hendrick's head out for him. But he had to land. I think Magny won that first round off of his back. He, had, he also used the, the triangle really well to set up strikes uh, against Hector Lombard. So I was really happy to see that. That's like a go-to thing for him. Uh, Magny was really dumb like in that second and third round because he would strike and then get into clinch range. And that, like, why would you do – you know Johnny Hendricks can wrestle still. That's like I said, it's not going anywhere, and that was that was really his downfall. It really hurt him. Um, but he he won the fight off the back again. I thought he won the third round off the back off his back again, and I had I had him winning that, and the crowd was not happy about it. But Johnny Hendricks is a weird dude, man. He challenged the media to a weight cut competition yesterday, and or two days ago. And judging by the way he showed up, I feel like if I were in Vegas, I might have had a chance, you guys. Listen, it's been a while. Might have had a chance. Carlos says, do you see where Jim Rome uh, may end up being the new play-by-play guy for uh, the UFC? What do you think about that? Oh, boy. I don't know what to think about that. I never heard him call MMA. Never heard him call MMA, so... I don't know how it'll work. I've, I've heard people say, well, you could slide Joe Rogan into play-by-play. That's not where Joe Rogan thrives, you guys. That's not where Joe Rogan really excels. Joe Rogan really excels as a color guy. Now, what my thought was, you have probably Goldberg and Rogan, and then if you're adding anybody, you probably add Daniel Cormier as an analyst. Not as like, a color guy as an analyst because Joe Rogan can be an analyst or he can be a color guy because he's he's a legit black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So I don't know about Jim Rome. I don't know how he's going to do. I figure if anything, he'd be a color guy. But I mean, play-by-play is not that bad. Like, here's the thing. I've done play-by-play in commentary. I prefer to do play-by-play because if you're going to get offered more jobs, they would offer like not the UFC but other promotions would be more likely to hire me not a fighter as a play-by-play guy they want former fighters to be color guys and analysts I don't see them bringing in um Jim Rome as a color guy but who knows Joe Rogan's uh, contract expires in July I think July or August Hmm. yeah more questions send them in Hashtag ask fightful. Somebody says, is David T's a cyborg? He's covering another event at the moment. David T's is one of the hardest working human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And I, it's, um, it's unreal, unreal. Like I make jokes that he covers everything, but, uh, seven, seven, seven says Hendricks is done in the UFC. Yeah, I would think so. I would think that he, Brandon Thatch and Mike Pyle are going to be decent pickups for rise in world series of fighting or Bellator. Uh, and Rogan, yeah, as Red Solo Cup mentioned, Rogan hinted that that uh, Hendricks has fallen since USADA showed up. He has. He absolutely has. Somebody says uh, Hendricks looked horrible tonight. He did look rough. Uh, his wrestling looked good. Would Zingano beat Nunez again? 777 says it best. Uh, her last fight, she didn't look like she wants to be there. A focused cat beats her nine times out of ten. New, uh, 777 also says Nunez will lose to Shevchenko. That's a tough fight for Nunez. That's a tough one for Nunez. Bisping or Nunez for fighter of the year? Mm, well, Amanda Nunez. Yeah, Bisping beat Anderson Silva too. Shit, I forgot about that. That, that fighter of the year is really tough when you don't have a Conor McGregor fighting three or four times a year and winning all the time, or Ronda Rousey killing people four times a year. Yeah, Nunez beat Shevchenko, Tate, and uh, Rousey, but, man, a a Shevchenko fight today might be a lot different. I don't know. We got more fights to break down. Um, The Vittori shoe face fight. I don't have a lot to say about that. The fight sucked. I like that Vittori basically policed himself uh, Shoeface was was coming with his fingers out like this and poking people. Ironically, the person that I watched the fights with tonight, he's the only person that has ever poked me in the eyes while sparring, and he does it to everybody. And I was telling him during this fight, hey, man, you need those, those Bellator gloves, those Everlast gloves. 
UFC needs to switch to those. The Bellator Everlast gloves, they curve the fingers. That way you can still like really try and extend the fingers, but it curves them for you. That's got to happen. But Vittori uh, basically policed himself and said, after he got poked once, he's like, uh, hey, bro, hey, ref, your boy is still coming with his fingers out. Now, that's not technically a rule change until two days from now. But good for him. He got he got a warning, but they need to switch to those gloves. Brandon Thatch, Nico Price. Uh, Brandon Thatch is done in the UFC. Once a big prospect, a huge prospect, one that everybody was talking about as like GSP was talking to talking about him as a potential contender. He ain't a contender anymore, but he will be a good pickup for um, Bellator or World Series of Fighting. If I'm Bellator, I sign Brandon Thatch tomorrow. I do. Because why not? Why not do it? Nico Price was able to beat him uh, and got promoted to brown belt. That was cool to see. That's always uh, cool to see. Uh, An arm triangle choke, first round, four and a half minutes in. Also, our boy Matt Riddle defeated Davey Richards tonight at AAW via arm triangle choke. Uh, Chris Hero broke the damn ropes at AAW. We're going to have exclusive video of that up on the site uh, eventually, I think. Somebody's sending it to me. (laughs) But... um, yeah, Brandon Thatch is done. Also done, Mike Pyle. He came out there with no mullet. Instead, he had the the Brandon Thatch getting ready to get out of the UFC haircut. Alex Garcia made him pay for not setting up his leg kicks. Why is somebody like somebody says, I think I can submit Brandon Thatch? No, you can't. Not in your wildest dreams can you submit Brandon Thatch. I don't get how. Mike Pyle, a guy who, as we joke on the podcast all the time, is revered for his his striking or his his gym ability, his gym ability, would be so. I, what's the term? I don't want to use stupid. He's not stupid. Why he wouldn't set up his leg kicks? For those of you who who don't know. Very important to set up your leg kicks. Jab straight, anything. Just set them up. You want to block. You want them to block high. That way you can go low. Otherwise, if you just throw a leg kick, they're going to come with a straight, with an overhand, with something. They might catch the leg, like Anderson Silva used to, and pop you. Oh, this was bad. Now, if you're Edson Barboza or Jose Aldo, you don't have to do that. But Mike Pyle isn't Jose Aldo, and he's not Edson Barboza. He's 41-year-old Mike Pyle, who has lost four of his last five fights, who's lost five of his last seven fights, who has been KO'd viciously three times in the last three years. This is a guy who's been TKO'd or KO'd six, let's see, uh, let's I know Mark, seven times. So it's rough go of it. I don't think he's done fighting. I don't. I think he'll be one of those guys. He could probably fight till he's 45. He probably could. Uh, World Series of Fighting, I wouldn't be surprised if you see him and World Series of Fighting. He'll get a win and maybe fight Shields or Fitch. That's a good fight tomorrow. Shields versus Fitch It's either a good fight or a really shitty fight. Um, Cruz said that he enjoyed every second of his fight. Um, but he said, But he says there's nothing tough about the loss. It's a part of life. It's his first loss in about 10 years, man. 10 years. Don't tread on me, says the Jermaine fighting Holly Holm looks legit. Yep, that's a good fight. That's a hell of a fight. Don't think they should have started a 145 division. That was dumb. That was real stupid. Real, real stupid. What do we got here? Thatch to World Series of Fighting? Yeah, probably. I would say so. You would you would think I mean people are going to want him, whether it's Bellator or Ryzen or or one FC or yeah anybody. Uh, okay, so let's get into this this first fight. This was a weird one. Him means versus um, Alex Cowboy Oliveira. Now, 
Means is using his range to attack with leg kicks, and Oliveira used to be a 155-er, so Means was using that size advantage. It was a back-and-forth battle on the ground, and there was this weird, embarrassing, embarrassing confusion where um, Alex Oliveira had one knee on the ground. Means intentionally kneed him in the head. It was ruled a no contest due to an accidental knee. Tim Means would later say, um, no, I meant to hit him. They should DQ me. But he also said, that's, uh, he also said, <laughs> what was it? Oh, that, w- that wasn't illegal. That wasn't illegal. Sorry, I spaced out a little bit there. It was illegal. And Joe Rogan said, that's not illegal. It won't be illegal in a few days because the rules are changing. Right now, the rule is that if anything but the soles of your feet are touching the mat, you're a downed opponent. In two days, in some states, it'll be the same except for when you have your hand on the ground. You can have the soles of your feet and two hands on the ground, and that's grounded. One hand down isn't. It was an illegal knee. Nothing legal about it. They had the frigging Mark Ratner on there messed it up. Joe Rogan messed it up. Dan Mergliotta was the only guy around that seemed to seem to get it right. That's embarrassing. And then Tim Means went on this weird promo against the media saying, put up your laptops, write some new shit. Yeah, the next article I'll write is UFC welterweight needs a fucking rule book. He did this scrum afterwards where he was like unnecessarily standoffish with the media. For like, for like, I guess one report said that he couldn't wrestle. Uh, That's not indicative of the whole media, dude. Get over it. You know, people like me saying, why isn't this guy in the top 15? Really weird. People get angry and they take, he was taking stuff out on the fans. He said, fans are the reason we don't get paid as much as we should. What? No, because people like you are questioning. The motivation of guys like GSP starting an athlete association instead of trying to unify and figuring out a solution. You're questioning a guy who's – and some guys who are putting their reputation on the line. Weird, man. Weird. What questions you all got? What questions you all got? Somebody says Nunez celebrating with champagne like a boss. Is she? I don't know. That's that's pretty awesome. That, that I mean, she I, I love the promo she cut afterwards. She was like, "Listen, guys, don't boo me. Ronda's gonna leave. She's gonna make movies. She might wrestle. She might not ever come back. You got me. Hell yeah! It didn't seem it didn't seem petty to me. It didn't seem out of the way to me. It seemed like she said, "You know what? I just beat this girl. I tried really hard. I worked my ass off. Plan." And enjoy me. We do have the post-fight press are streaming live on Fightful.com after you all are done with this, of course. Questions looking at this. Uh, 2017, worst pay-per-view years for UFC in years. What do you mean, uh, buys or what? 2014 was really, really bad. Yeah, means through the the illegal knee, and it was on purpose. It was a no contest instead of a DQ loss because the ref messed up there. He didn't mess up in thinking it was an illegal knee, but he messed up on the intent. He said that means accidentally threw it. Means said, uh, "No, I didn't. I meant to throw it." Mm. It was weird. Yeah, that's that. Seda Wolf said. Uh, Merg said it was accidental. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Rogan said the knee was on purpose, but it was legal. Mergliata said that the knee was accidental, but illegal. So they were both wrong. The only people that were right were us at home, my friends. Me sitting here in my home office with all these leather chairs. 777 says, Carlos Jr., very boring. Yeah, Uh, I mean buys. Connor is out for now. Ronda is done. There's no one else. Uh, it's tough to say because of their their um, their their television numbers. Their television numbers over the last few months have been very very good. The UFC on Fox with Shevchenko and home, 
the paid fans at Watterson one and that that Christmas Eve show, super good numbers. So I don't know how that will will affect them. Because if Holly Holm can re, you know, retain any of that interest for February, might be good news. But yeah, uh, looks like Connor may be out for another eight or nine months, unless he just wants to fight somebody. They'll get Jones back in July, and he'll fight in July. They'll probably schedule a big show for the weekend that he's back. That'll be something. I don't know. They'll have they'll have to stack shows like they have been. And that's what WME IMG have been good at. They've been good at really stacking shows, putting several. Well, really, the UFC lately has been good at stacking shows, putting a lot of title fights on the show. Yeah. Somebody asked me what I think about Misha Tate's uh, work with Fox. I think she's great for Fox. Uh, I had actually, as you all know, I publicly reached out to her. I wanted to do a podcast with her because. She breaks down fights very, very well. And that's what I want. I want somebody that will break down fights really well. I, I like doing it. Like I've loved doing it tonight. But I want somebody who's been in there to do that. I want That's what I would like. But we do have some cool changes coming to Fightful.com soon, you guys. You all are going to like him. Leave us a thumbs up on that YouTube page. Also, we're going to do some awards next week. I'm not sure how we're going to do them yet. We're still talking about them. We have tons of year-end columns and articles things of that nature up. Also, that Fightful live coverage and discussion of Ryzen. I don't know why David has it listed as Ryzen 4. It's not Ryzen 4, is it? David, you got to fix that, buddy. Yeah, Crocop versus uh, Bruto is about to kick off, so... We will end the show here. You all go over to the Fightful.com. Live coverage of Ryzen, uh, the the open weight GP. Can't wait for this fight. Thank you guys so much for supporting Fightful.com in 2016. I hope you continue to in 2017. Let people know about it. Uh, enjoy it. Thank you guys for bearing with me during this show. Uh, doing these shows by myself isn't easy, but uh, thank you guys for supporting me, for sending in questions, all that fun stuff. Check out the Shane Helms show from Friday, the Matt Riddle show from Thursday. We talked uh, pro wrestling rules on the Shane Helms podcast. Subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube. Add us to your RSS feeds, fightful.com slash RSS. Thank you guys so much. We are This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.